0: Welcome to Vintage Burn. I'm Kev. Hey, Marco and Doug, and happy 2020 to everybody. We are recording this live tonight uh, on New Year. So once this pumps out, it'll probably be over the weekend into next Sunday. So happy New Year to everybody out there. What did you? Uh, what did you guys end up doing for New Year? Uh,
1: I went Sorry, to a Doug. house. Pa- I went to a house party, uh, which is pretty cool. A friend of ours in Somerville. There's it's a triple decker on each. Each uh, floor is occupied by metalheads. So they have a uh, basement show every year and just chaos, debauchery, booze, and you name it. Oh, um, And uh, our friend's band Concilium played, uh, Reckless Forest, another local band, and then um, they did the Merciful Fate cover set again that they did for the Halloween cover show, which was pretty pretty killer, too. I'll have to throw some of that video up from the actual um, Halloween cover show they did at Ralph's in Worcester. Because they, they nailed it, man. They worked their asses off, and they nailed it.
2: Yeah, the guy the guy that actually sings kind of looks like King Diamond without the paint.
1: Dude, he does.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a young-ass King Diamond. I was watching some of the video. It looked pretty good. I did yeah. nothing. I, uh, I I drove people around, uh, made money, and made a lot of money. Because uh, me and Doug are going on 70,000 tons of metal in about a week. We'll yeah. be in Florida, living the high life in our in our uh, shorts, and je- you know, you cut off jeans. Yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. I just
1: I just, just cut, cut off gotta boil two, that shit. Gotta boil that shit. I just <laughs> cut off two brand new peers, too, so I'll be all fresh fringe.
0: We uh, freshly fringed. Are you, you guys are you guys are pumped for that? Who who are you like most excited to see on the cruise? uh For me, it's probably like violence and
2: atheist. um. Atheist, just because I've never seen those bands, but there's a shitload. Like Possessed got announced today, which is fantastic. Havoc, uh, Whiplash, a lot of like really yes. bands right down my alley. It's been really thrash tastic this last week.
1: Yeah, they really kind uh, of st- they really started doing throwing the thrash on, which is good. Flotsam Jetsam is going to be a fun one. Campfire. Which I think me and Marco only saw them on Barge to Hell. I don't think they ever toured the states. So
2: I I saw them in Europe actually this year. Uh, I saw them at Brutal Assault when I was dead. When you were dead?
1: Oh, when you were dead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before you were revived, you're like vintage bird Jesus.
2: (laughs) That's right. And uh, just uh, to let you know, I am really super stoned right now. So this is going to be a fun one. (laughs) Super fucking stoned.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, All right. Well, I'm a, I'm going on about 40 minutes of sleep. So between you being stone, me going on four minutes of sleep, and Kevin, are you on like methamphetamine?
0: No, medicine? but I do. What are you- hey, speaking of meth, though, I got a I got a quick 2020 story for you. It's it's pretty fucked up. So this morning, I get a phone call. Lauren and I are in the basement. You know, we're just we're in the movie room watching a movie, and my my uh, watch is going off, and it's my neighbor freaking out, and she's like hey she's like lock your doors look out your window she's like if you can um can you come and grab my son she's like there's a strange guy outside in his 20s or 30s and he's high on meth and he tried breaking in my house um she's like the neighbor i just called the neighbor he came out and that guy my, my neighbor's carrying so he, he went over there with his uh concealed weapon and he was kind of talking to the guy and he's in uh She's like, if you know, if, if our neighbor needs backup, can you just come out and help him if anything goes down? She's like, and, and grab my son too. So I'm like, uh, okay, like I, I didn't know how else, what else to do, right? So I'm like, is this really happening right now? So I, I go outside. Uh, three cruisers pull up. This dude's flipping out in her front yard, um, pants down, like sagging past his ass. Uh, his girlfriend comes out of nowhere. She's a disheveled mess. They're both high on meth. They came out of the woods. And my neighbor was chopping wood, and she thought it was, like, me or one of the other guys in the neighborhood. And um, he basically said, like, while she was chopping wood, he's like, hey, I need you to let me in the house and, and uh, give me some water. And she turned around, and she's like, I, th- I thought it was, like, you or Mike or somebody. And it was some dude, She's like, you know, much bigger than me, kind of standing over me. And his pants were past his fucking his dick. His dick's hanging out. And Jeez. he's, like, swaying back and forth. And he's like, I need you to let me in the house. So he starts to go up towards her house, and he's like, the cops are after us right now, and um, yeah, I just need some water, you know. And she's like, No, I have a child in the house. Don't you know? Don't go near my house. She's like, I didn't know what to do. I was I was so shaken up. So she's like, I obviously go in the house and lock the door. He's trying to get in, and then she called my neighbor. He came out. She called me. Uh, cops showed up right then. I grab her son, bring her son over to the house because he's you know poor kid's eight years old. He's freaking out, frightened. So. These two are in the street screaming, and it was just like a complete shit show. I'm like, me and Lauren are looking at each other. I'm like, is this how we're starting off 2020? <laughs> are you shitting me? Jesus! In, in, in our fucking neighborhood. I mean, obviously for listeners, you guys will know where we live, but you know, me, Marco, and Doug have had plenty of late night into early morning shenanigans around my bonfire, just like listening to tunes, having drinks, and all you can hear are like cicadas from the swamp, and it's a quiet 80s style cul-de-sac. Everyone minds their own business. It's pretty damn quiet, aside from the dogs. So for this to kind of go down, like two junkies come strolling out of the woods into this woman's backyard, you know, like just trying to get in her house. I'm like, wow, not not how I thought I'd be starting off 2020. So, yeah. yeah so yes, yeah, Doug. that dude, in your
2: neighborhood. I definitely <laughs> wouldn't expect that in your neighborhood.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Doug, definitely some meth this morning. There's definitely some meth going on. Yeah, <laughs> okay, did you, so... Did
2: you... Did you guys plan that, or was it, like, coincidental that he mentioned meth? No, we didn't plan that at all. <laughs> That's awesome. That was so, perfect. Because <laughs> the way it sounded, I was like, ah, oh, they planned that shit. Yeah, it was just a yeah. natural segue because we I fucked. feel bad
0: for my neighbor. I said to her, I'm like, uh, I'm like, not that it's my business, but I'm like, are, are you carrying it all? You know, because she's in the military, and she's like, no, I don't have any firearms. She's like, I think I'm going to get one, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's not yeah, a bad with idea. The kid. But... Yeah,
1: especially with the yeah. kid. you
0: know, nowadays and everything. Yeah, poor kid safe. was shaken up. He didn't know. I mean, he was in the house, like just you know, kids was like, "Is my mom okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, mom's all right, dude." I'm like, "Don't worry." I'm like, "We we got her. She's gonna be okay." But I couldn't believe it. I'm like, "Holy shit, this is going down right now in my in our circle. This is crazy." So yeah, um... man.
2: Yeah, New Hampshire's a fucked up place. As a matter of fact, last night, and this is not set up either, but uh, I went up to Epping. Uh, New Hampshire on a ride yeah. somebody needed a ride up there and uh, this dude he was at a Seven Eleven. So I told him straight up he called me on the phone and asked me how long it was gonna be I was like 10 minutes I'm just gonna run into the Seven Eleven and grab a drink and he's like yeah I got you when you get here whatever so he grabs me the drink He's yelling at the counter guy Tell him to go fuck himself I guess the guys like, has been giving him shit because he's been stuck there for like two hours And the guys has like, been giving him crap so he's like yelling at the counter guy I go outside he opens the door still yelling at the counter guy I like the guy, though. He's cool. He bought me a drink. So he sits in the front seat, and we're driving. And he's like, yo, you mind if I uh, hit some liquor? I'm like, yeah, we'll do whatever. It's dark if I can drink it. He takes out this big handle of vodka and just, like, chugs, like, a quarter of it. He's all uh. fucked up. And then he he convinces to tell me that he's going to smoke crack, shoot fentanyl, <laughs> and all this bullshit. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I drop him off, and uh, I'm assuming he just shot fentanyl and uh, smoked crack. So New Hampshire is fucked up.
0: Yeah, man, we've got it's just crazy because <laughs> it doesn't matter what what neighborhood you live in or you know uh, what, what your status is. It's just like the people just can come wandering like zombies, obviously out of the woods from from any part of town. You know, um, and it's just scary. Oh, yeah. Lauren and I were thinking about it. I'm like, honestly, I didn't care. Like, I kind of laughed about it. But what if what if that was a kid that this guy came up to, you know, with his pants around his ankles, like, all, all, all messed out, you know? I mean, some kid's can yeah, to yeah, yeah. that. He's scarred for life. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be scarred. So anyway. Anyway. Happy 2020 <laughs> from New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus, I oh was around God. like I was around 60 sweaty metalheads in a basement last night and that was the tamest of our three nights. <laughs> <laughs> the last 3 days, I, no, think, my, I should say.
2: My night was pretty tame. It's just this guy was a character, man. He was cool. He was actually pretty cool though. I was talking to him the whole time. We had a good conversation, but in between stuff about the
0: crack that, you know, Probably could have done without that, but hey, whatever. <laughs> you know. Michael, I love how you always see the positivity in people. Well, <laughs> like, no, oh, I, I do. I mean, some people just have
2: problems. He's a young kid with a, a drug addiction. I mean, the dude was like yeah. 21 years old. I'm a 40-year-old man, but I had fun with the dude until that part.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious.
2: But whatever. Shit happens.
0: Are we talking about a movie? Yeah, we are. This is perfect. You know, we're in 2020, and uh, let's get let, let's drag ourselves to hell, right? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do all it. Right. I'll, so just quick synopsis on 2009's Drag Me to Hell. A lone officer who evicts an old woman from her home finds herself the recipient of a supernatural curse. Desperate, she returns to see, uh, to try and save her soul, while evil forces work to push her to a breaking point. And you couldn't get any more direction from Sam Raimi on this movie. He's very evil dead. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. That's like... And you could see
2: it, uh, like in the fight scenes and everything. I mean, just the way it's filmed, the way, like even the like the demonic people sound, like when they're talking, everything is Sam Raimi. It's just so Evil Dead to me. Not as cool though, but still pretty Evil Dead.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of he, he really kind of brought his style into this because he kind of kind of got out of the game for a while. He was he did all the Spider Mans and stuff, so he kind of got out of horror for a bit. So when he got back, I think he wanted to bring in this these old stuff, these old tricks that he liked using. So,
0: which Spider-Mans did, did he do? He did the uh, Tobey Maguire ones.
2: Oh. Spider-Man's 1, 2, 3, the Tobey Maguire. It came out in, like the early 2000s.
0: Yeah. The one with Kirsten Dunst. It's a good thing he came back to horror.
2: <laughs> yeah, those, were, those weren't those bad, man. The first two were good. I like those Spider-Mans. The third one was a shit
0: show, though. Might have just been Tobey Maguire. I just didn't really like him as Spider-Man. Yeah, no, that's fine.
2: Sucks. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people say that, but I thought the movies overall were pretty good. I can't stand Kirsten Dunst either. So, like, as far as the main actors, I didn't like it either. But isn't it Kirsten? the movies themselves are fine? Yeah, that's yeah, like a yeah. Deadpool thing. Kirsten, Kristen, I don't know. I think it's Kirsten.
1: <laughs> I just I remember got corrected once, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't care.
0: <laughs> you know, who I'm she talking about so it worked. After she did interview with a vampire, I couldn't watch anything that she was in after that. Oh you, you fell in love with a young Kristen or Kirsten no, 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 I just couldn't look at her beyond that. I'm like, yeah, I'm like that's that's pretty much it for me. I can't see you as an adult now, yeah. yeah I wasn't really I'm not really a fan of her myself,
2: but like I said, whatever shit happens, and yeah, like I said, have you seen Deadpool, Doug? uh,
1: the second one recently, the first one not since it first came out
2: so yeah there's there's a few Kirsten dunce references, the cab driver. Says uh, actually an interview of a vampire like a young Kirsten Dunce. I can't remember exactly what he says, but then he's like Kirsten, Kristen. Yeah, you know, so that's where that comes from. That's why he reminded me of.
1: Gotcha. So it's
2: it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Fun, yeah.
1: And these weird pronunciations and names nowadays. But all right, so nine two thousand nines Drag me to hell, which won best horror film of two thousand nine, which is pretty cool. Uh, directed by Sam Raimi and uh, written by him and his older brother, who's a, a doctor. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> is someone eating mint? I think Marco, Kevin. Marco stop moving around. <laughs> Shame. So uh,
1: it it got a six point. It got a six point five on IMDb, which is kind of interesting. If you read like the. Um, the scores, like, it's all 10s and 1s. There's, like, no 5s, 4, five, sixes. It's all either 1s or 10s. And you can tell who, like, the Evil Dead fans are versus the kind of Spider-Man fans and all that shit. So the budget was, and this was a low budget for 2009, allegedly, uh, $30 million and made $90 million. And then, yeah. So starring um, the girl next door, Alison Lohman as Christ- Christine Brown, and then Justin Long as Clay. And there's a few other familiar faces, but they're not really, I don't know, mentionable, I guess. All right. Anything else to say before I dive in? Go for it, man. Let's do it. All right. So it starts out in Pasadena, California, 1969, at Mrs. Sandina's house. She's a medium. Uh, The frantic parents of a boy who is hearing voices pulls up to a house in a truck. The boy claims the voices are getting louder and something is coming for him and we found out he stole a silver necklace from a gypsy wagon. Uh, They tried to give it back but they wouldn't take it and he cursed. So She brings him inside, Uh, she tries to do a blessing on the boy and an invisible force comes and busts open the doors, starts slapping everybody around and I'm not going to lie, I I jumped. because When I watched this, um, I knew it was coming too so I turned the volume down on my little speakers on my computer but the jack wasn't in all the way. So the actual computer volume is at full blast, and I fucking jumped. I almost hit the ceiling. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so the boy runs outside the room, and then he's thrown over the railing onto the floor below. Somehow he survives the fall, but it doesn't really matter, because the floor cracks open, and a demon hand drags him to hell. So three minutes into the movie, and uh, the title is producing for us. He was literally dragged to hell. And then it pans to Miss Sandina saying, We will meet again. And then the floor closes back up, and that's kind of like how it, how it starts. Kind of give you a little little backstory on it, and that bring that brings us to present day. Uh, so Christine, our girl next door, lovely woman, uh, works at a bank, and she's kind of getting dicked around by her boss and the douchey new guy about this promotion they're both going for.
0: Doug, she's very she's reminiscent of somebody else that you're very fond of, isn't she? Who, Mrs. Gomez? <laughs> No, <laughs> not Mrs. Gomez, the toothless uh, gypsy woman. No, not her. <laughs> I'm talking. To, I'm talking about the lovely young woman next door.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Is that look? Selena Gomez is a great woman. She's a great actress and songwriter. Okay,
0: <laughs> who is of age and has been for over a decade now. I love that I didn't have to say it. You said like you automatically assumed that's exactly who I was talking <laughs> about. <laughs>
1: Why do you think I watched this twelve times in slow motion? <clears throat> it's true. It is true. <laughs> I, I saw her and I'm like, "Whoa, Selena!" Nah, <laughs> she's got that girl next door, the kind of cute and innocent, kind of like little mousy face, but like adorable. You know, she just kind of has
0: the yeah, know, the, the girl next door package. It's what you want. By the way, um, with movies, I, I, I honestly, when it first kicked open, uh, opening credits, opening scene. And, uh, you know, there was the subtitle. Um, I believe they they were speaking Spanish? Yes? See. Si. Yeah, I couldn't... Si. Um, yeah, they were, they were. I, immediately, I was like, oh, fuck me. Is this going to be a subtitle movie? Because this already looks badass, but I just can't. I can't handle subtitled movies or or dubbed dubbed uh, scenes or anything like that. So, at first, I was like, oh, this is already a letdown. What the hell? But But then, obviously, it wasn't. So if that's something that throws you off too, it's just like a quick five minutes.
2: So no, I yeah. don't even think it's that long. I don't even think it's that long, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's like nope. the first like few
1: minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's not, not he, much. He, he gets dragged to hell, literally like the three minute mark in. So it's just yeah. like the first yeah, it's quick. Yeah. It's quick. But you're right. It kind of sets the tone and you're like, ah oh, shit, is the whole movie going to be like this? Is it going to be weird? Yeah. But yeah, so it's a quick little thing there, you know, there's a, f- a few parts later on, but it's more for, like, theatrics than, than anything. So um, so she meets Clay for lunch at his boring office job. She gives him a sweet Standing Liberty corner. It's like corn corn porn for me. Uh, he puts it in a white envelope. Porn? Coin porn? Coin porn. Coin porn, not corn porn. <laughs> yeah, coin porn. <laughs> hey, I told you, one hour sleep and I'm drinking Michelob Ultra because that's the only thing I have in the fridge. So either that or sniff glue. And- yeah. Can't sniff glue in an hour of sleep.
2: So I, put, actually, I actually just went to the liquor store, got some
0: Blue Moon, so I'm Blue Mooning it. Yeah. Uh, Marco's a step above you tonight, Doug. You're on the bottom of the totem pole for beer. Oh, oh, absolutely. Dude, at least it's organic. Oh, and I know,
2: if I know, if I know Kevin, I'm definitely mid-tier. Yeah, you're, right now
0: he's mid-tier, Mark. You're mid-tier, Marco. <laughs> mid-tier I, I'm mark. sorry, I have to move
2: so I can uh, go get a beer. I actually, speaking of beer. But I'm sorry, Uh, Doug,
0: continue, sir. I wasn't going to have anything, and then I'm like, "Oh, fuck it, we're going to podcast. I might as well have a a Kettlehead. So I'm having a Double Dry Hop Moon Rover, double IPA. Oh, yeah? Mine's um, Organic Light Lager, 2.5 carbs, 85 cals. Next time you guys come up, we actually got to go back. We haven't been back in a while. Actually, no, that's – that. well, Doug, me and you went not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, we were just there. Actually, no, that was a couple weeks ago now, but – you know, they Anyways, still don't so, have my fucking mug ready for the mug club. They still don't have them. I'm like, it's 2020. You guys, I already paid for your membership. Where's my goddamn mug?
1: Yeah, they better uh, drag it into next year for you. Or whenever you get the mug, that's when yeah. it starts. That's when your year starts. Um, all right, so let's let's get back into it. So he puts this quarter into a white envelope and says, it's, I'm going to put in my nerdy <laughs> coin collection later. Um. Yeah, so then um, she leaves and she overhears uh, his shitty mom on speakerphone with Clay about getting a real girl, blah blah blah. So you can just see he comes from a shitty family and he he kind of get that douchey vibe from him too. But so back at the bank, uh, she's starting to get desperate. Uh, her boss thinks she can't make the big decisions. Plus the douchey new guy makes her look bad in front of the boss and bothers him up with some sports tickets. So she's getting kind of kind of desperate. So in the creepy ass you know, guy's name is. Is
2: Stu, isn't it Stu? Uh,
1: maybe I. He Medushi wasn't important. Yeah,
2: it's a Probably. horrible name anyway. Fuck him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and his face sucks. No, I shouldn't say that. But
2: no offense to any Stus out there.
1: <laughs> uh, great, we just lost our one Stu. He was also a Stu. Um, so, when the creepy, creepy, um, creepy ass gypsy woman comes up to her desk. She decides to be the hardo to prove to the boss man that she can make the tough decisions uh, that makes the bank serious cake, and she decides to d- deny another loan extension um, on this gypsy woman's house. So the gypsy woman gets down on one knee and awkwardly begs. Uh, she starts like kissing her skirt. It's kind of maybe uncomfortable, but they uh, they call security and have her tossed out. Uh, well,
2: what happens is, girl is, um, next door. What's her name again? girl next door? Christine. Christine backs off of her and falls to the ground. And so the old lady falls to the ground, the gypsy lady. And then she gets up and she's like, you shame me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You shame me. Right? And then fucking uh, whatever. Then she attacks her or goes to attack her, but security grabs her and pulls her back. And then they throw her out. Yeah. So it's kind of like the best part of that scene
0: is that whole sequence of like how up close? Very again, very Evil Dead. The up close scenes of the woman pulling her teeth out—her nasty, oh, yeah, like, yeah, green, yellow teeth—to put in the uh, the, uh, the the candy from from her desk, and she's like sucking on it, and like they get really close to her lips, and yeah, the you can see cool. like yeah, the you movies. see the broken
2: dentures, like the broken yeah. dentures, and it's all brown. Her nails are all fucked up. Yeah, and all everything like... in her mouth—it's like
0: ectoplasm. It's like it's, right, it's right, like right, weird. Fungusy, you know, uh, green goo that's coming out of her mouth. Yeah, and it's,
2: like, dripping down, like, almost, like, reanimator style, like, with the blood. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's gross. I mean, it's a gross scene. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. It definitely made my stomach turn. I'm like, God, I just, this, this woman's nasty. And then her eye, too. Her
2: eye's a little bit off-putting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If if, I, if that's to say the least, man, it's definitely off-putting, man. She's got, like, a, like a blinded eye, so it's all, like, I don't know. How, how do you describe that eye? Like Dead? It just looks dead.
0: dead is eye. she looking at me? Which way is she looking? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so, anyway, ultim- ultimately, Christine gets what she wants. Her boss says she's uh, top top of the running for the new promotion, but now she has a pissed-off gypsy woman after her. <laughs> Uh, so on her way to the car after work, she sees that Delta Eighty Eight, the same one from Evil Dead. There's a lot, a lot of uh, nods to the, um, you know, the Evil Dead series. So that uh, that's the actual same car. Yeah, the color is a little bit different, I think, but it's 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 a 1978 Oldsmobile Delta Eighty Eight or whatever the hell it is. It's like the same. I think it might be from the, Raimi's collection. I don't know. I might be making that up too. The same,
2: the same model though. It's the same model.
1: Same model, yeah.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. It, it might cool. even I, be I just thought it was just like...
1: Just like an old uh, car to kind of just fit her lifestyle. No,
2: and, and, and uh, his car is yellowish too, right? Isn't it yellow in Evil Dead?
1: Yeah, it's like almost like a beige yellow. It could be the same color. I mean, that movie's so yeah, yeah. dark anyway, but... um, So does anybody know why she has a basket of office supplies? When she's walking to her car? No. Honestly, I do not. Maybe she's doing work from home. No, but it's like a stapler and like a CD. It's like it's like legit office supplies. Like she just like went in the back room and grabbed like just paper clips and a ruler. And I mean, yeah, maybe so, they don't they don't really explain it, but it's just convenient. That's all.
2: So so is she like stealing the office supplies? It's like her one thing she likes to
1: steal. It's her one like fetish. She maybe so sweet and innocent. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> Um, all
0: right, Doug.
1: Keep it in your pants. So um, then we have the floating hanky scene, and let's be real—we all saw the loogie she spit up on that bad boy. That the wind's not taking that shit anywhere. I call it fake news. Yeah, thought yeah. they would have been held yeah. to the ground. But but uh, is, so she,
2: is it wind or is it is it gypsy magic?
1: I think it's gypsy magic, but
2: the wind's got to
1: be gypsy gypsy magic.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because no, I
1: mean the the hanky kind of like makes an appearance throughout the movie, so it's it's yeah, it's not coincidence. It's like. Well, the the, presence, yeah. Oh, the uh, hanky's so all over the movie, but yeah. Oh, oh all over, yeah. Uh, so the, she finds the gypsy lady in her backseat, and thus begins the brutal car fight, um, which is
2: she, the fucking best part of the movie, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Love it. Um, so she pulls her earring. The gypsy gets stapled in the face and the eye. Then some elbow throwing and some choking. Christine's able well, to get the, real, the car to real quick, drive. Real quick, Doug, but the, the hanky, the best part, you didn't describe
2: it, is like fucking, it's floating, right? And then it lands, like, on the windshield, and then it blows away, and you see the gypsy's face. Like, real quick, behind the hanky, like it was behind the hanky. Mm-hmm. And then the gypsy all of a sudden is behind her in the car, which makes it creepy as fuck.
1: Yeah, it makes. there's a lot of good scares in this, a lot of good, like, jumps, you know? You're, you're focusing yeah, on this yeah, one yeah. thing, and all of a sudden it's a fucking other thing jumping out at you.
2: No, but but it's so cool the way it's created into the fight, and then the fight starts from there. But like, man, that whole like the imagery of the face behind the hanky—it kind of me remind me. They're all creepy with her dead ass eye. <laughs> it
1: crazy. kind of remind me of the Conjuring scene where the um the the sheet goes up to the window, and then you kind of see like the the outline of the body, and then you kind of see her on the window.
2: Right, right, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's uh it probably will bring some Halloween memories to Kevin because Kevin compares everything to Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's not quite a sheet, but it's a hanky, which is like a mini sheet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that you blow snots into. Yeah. I hope that doesn't ever come back as a trend. The hanky? Yeah.
2: It's still a trend in my family. I got old school Portuguese family, so. Oh, God. Do they keep it in their sleeves I see blow, all
1: the time? Blow a snot, put it in their sleeve, and then, like, lick it and try to clean your face. Like,
2: uh. Yeah, some shit. Yeah, yeah. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. They, they, they're old school.
1: Yeah, they're Portuguese. They're I don't, they don't care. Yeah, I'm tough. <laughs> <laughs> rough and tough alright so Christine's able to get uh, the car to drive and she rams her car into another parked car Gypsy Lady eye pops open with a staple and you just see the dead eye and it's one of those very detailed type scenes and then the, the whole thing is kind of uh, pops a staple sm- and then she smashes her face in the dashboard and the dentures fly out it's just like that like kind of slow motion detailed Like I, I, when I first saw this I was kind of actually surprised how detailed and like visceral it was because I, w- I wasn't expecting so, it real
2: real quick doesn't uh so is the sole purpose of her carrying the office supplies with the stapler just so they can have the scene of her stapling her eye
1: yeah that's why i was saying like it there's I mean, really no backstory it's just convenient <laughs> love yeah, that that's see, all it is
2: i mean it's just to set it up that's all i mean
1: i don't know why she has some shit either but <laughs> it's just you know I me. Mean, I always find this dumb shit, and I try not to dwell. But I'm like, it's just it's so convenient. But it makes for a good. scene. No, uh, I think it a good. I scene. think it was
2: worth dwelling about. Kevin, you were about to say something. A staple in the eye was awesome.
1: I mean, it was. Yeah, man. Like the close up when the eye pops open and friggin' yeah, I,
0: just everything that I again I like Marco said that that whole setup for me was like that really just got me in the mood for this movie. Like this movie's in to be badass. Uh, so that brings us to the awkward
1: face-suck-with-no-dentures scene of the car fight, which I'm, I, I had to look away. I'm just like, like, she's just like got no fucking teeth, and she's like, like all over friggin' poor Christine's face. <laughs> so then Christine jams a ruler down the throat and kicks her out the door and locks it, but Gypsy gets a cinder block from somewhere and smashes the window, drags her out, um, rips off the round button, hexes it, and gives it back to her, and then she's gone. <laughs> so that
2: yeah, that's quite you know, the she scene. Literally, yeah, she takes the button and holds it within, like her thumbs, both her thumbs, both hands, and she puts like a big curse on it. She says, speaking some gypsy shit, like thinner shit. Yeah, so, thinner, thinner
0: shit. Yeah, Talking, like, <laughs> and, you know? and Her makeup, the makeup was incredible. I mean, she was creepy. Oh yeah,
2: she she was, and I mean, absolutely I mean, that fight too. Like like, uh, she looked so evil and mean and like disgusting. It was awesome. Like, I think they did a really good job with the woman. She was, like, actually my favorite part of the fucking movie, man. I wish she was, like, uh, oh, we'll get to it,
1: but she rules. Alright. So Christine decides to go get her future out on the way home. She's working with, uh, walking with Clay. Uh, So he goes in, they do the whole dance on how much. Uh, He starts to read her fortune, and then dramatic demon envision. So yeah, she's, like, just this very vibrant flash like a demon, um, and he kind of like jumps back uh, and then basically tells her that like someone's cursed her. He's like, there's something here. You've been cursed. Um, they, so she doesn't think much of it. Uh, back at home, weird shit starts happening. Wind's blowing, pan smashing. Uh, she sees demon shadow, and then something just starts knocking her around again. So we have a, kind of a lot of that in this movie. They'll just be you know, weird shit happened, and all of a sudden there'll be these good jump scenes where, like, something will just bust through a window. Yeah,
2: yeah. Back, dude, it's- back to the back to the median though, for just two seconds. Like, he actually like uh, gets freaked out by what he sees, and he tells her, oh, "I'll give you your money back. I don't. You really want to deal with this? I can't deal with this right now. Like, I gotta go. Like, he was freaked, freaked
0: out. I love his yes. character too. His character's great. Yeah. Yeah, he was absolutely. fine.
2: I mean, I, I enjoyed him too. He was great. He's actually on my TV right now, as a matter of fact, looking at that handsome fella.
0: I think with all of the wind, uh, you know, like everything blowing through winds and, you know, whatever, the, what would what we, what would you consider it like the mysticism or the, yeah, probably mysticism of the movie and, and whatever, all of the earthly tones to it. I mean, that's like reminiscent again of what Ra- Ra- Raimi like just, his back to his heyday of Evil Dead with with the evil wind, right? We never know. Right, in, like the, in the, fog. Winds, the fog. The fog, yeah, the wind blowing yeah. through the trees. I mean...
1: Yeah, you know it's yeah. gonna get weird when, when the weather starts picking up like that. It gets, get, gets weird.
2: Yeah, the only tie-in I have with his Spider-Man movies is, like, I actually feel like Evil Dead's are really dark. Like, really, really dark, I thought, right? If I remember correctly, this movie seemed to be, like, really colorful, actually. With all the colors like the bright yellow dress she wears late in the movie and even the background like is very green. Very colorful. I I thought for a Raimi flick. I thought that was more reminiscent of the Spider-Man work. Good observation, Marco. Good observation. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate the compliment. All
1: right, dog, you're uh, back. Alright. Uh so then she's sleeping with clay and they're trying to sleep it off and then she has the fucked up gypsy maggot dream. And once again, I jumped for this one too. She kind of wakes up and she's just on top of her and she like pukes maggots all on her face. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so that's pretty disgusting. That's the grossest part of the movie, in my opinion, right there. I hate that. That,
1: shit.
2: Really? Yeah, that I was. Really? You thought know, that man. was the grossest part? I thought so. Just the way it looked coming out of her mouth with the maggots. I just don't like maggots, I guess. Like, maggots fucking skeeve me out, man. Yeah, hey I don't maggots. it. every time they get in my trash in the summer or something, oh man, I can't stand it. It happens, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's happened to
1: everybody. Not yeah. me, Marco, I'm a vegan.
2: <laughs> oh dude. That's maggots grow on
1: meat. French fries. <laughs> no. No, dude, it's gross. Like I remember like a um yeah. At work and stuff, even though it's like not out in the sun or anything, you'll op- you'll go down to empty the barrel out and there'll just be fucking a-, a layer of maggots in the bottom. It's gross from like a Coming out of like a can of dentymore soup.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Doug's being a pretentious vegan though. It's not like he's always been vegan. He's been vegan for like two years. I was born vegan.
1: I told Shut my mom out, no to breast milk because it's fucking... It's... <laughs> Did you she get your consent? Did she get your consent when you were a
0: baby, Doug? Did she get your consent? <laughs> you pretentious douche vegan fuck. <laughs> uh, you asked me oh, when I was I two days I'm old. Sorry if you heard I that.
1: <laughs> so, that brings us to the fucked up projectile blood puke scene in the bank. Um, she's the Doom Douchey guy, she's supposed to be teaching him protocols and shit, and then all of a sudden she just starts seeing the the gypsy hand in the desk, and she kind of freaks out on him, and then all of a sudden her nose starts bleeding, and then she just, like, projectile vomits blood like a fire hose, and uh, nobody really seems to be too concerned. He's worried about getting in his mouth the boss. <laughs> yeah, and that's also an awesome scene, because that shit just sprays like
2: a fire hose. You're right. It just comes yeah. right out, and it's just awesome, man. She holds, what is it? She holds her mouth, and it comes out of her nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: just awesome. <laughs> and then awesome, I love man. the the very next covers scene... covers her mouth, not holds covers. Yeah. In the very next scene, you see her like have like a little white tissue, and she's like tapping her mouth like, <laughs> like trying to like wipe it up, But it's like you'd be covered if you're like were vomiting blood like that. You'd be covered in it, not just like a little. Oh yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know, but it was, was yeah not...
2: And it was comedic
1: though. It wasn't like uh, like serious. It was very comedic. It was funny. No, it, you know what it reminded me of? Once again, Evil Dead. Remember when like the oh, course, he, yeah. he's shooting the holes in the wall and all of a sudden the fucking just starts blowing blood like a fire hose, you know? It's it's yeah, I mean it's it's definitely enjoyable. It was just, you know, I, I I I forgot how many good little scenes there were like just throughout the whole movie. Kind of like these little just it'll be kinda of just, you know, dialogue and then all of a sudden it'll just be something like this and it kinda of gets you back into it. Honestly, yeah, uh, me too.
0: The art department killed it in this movie. That's one thing we never really cover in depth. Would probably be good for some of these movies is the credit that needs to go to the the art departments, like painters, prop makers, standby green men, plaster foreman, laborer, all sorts of like random people that are probably in movies that we all love. I, I don't I don't even know if the Raimi's or anybody else used people from those original movies. I can probably try to take a look, especially with the props
1: yeah, there's probably see, some. Like... I know, I know. Ramy liked to like. He actually offered Bruce Campbell um a role in this. I don't know if it was a major role or just like a little cameo, but he was too busy with uh burn notice and he turned it down. So you can tell he likes his. You know, I think I think Bruce Campbell's been in almost all of his other stuff or most of it. Yeah. He, so he kind of he, he was kind of like
2: he was the ring announcer in the original Spider Man. Uh, oh, yeah. When yep. Spider-Man goes to wrestle for the money so he can buy, like, a car or whatever.
1: Yep. And Macho yeah. Man's bone
2: saw that part, anyway. Yeah,
1: I wonder if he's in the other two. But I know I know, I read that, like, he's in most of his stuff. So you can tell he likes his old – Um, he likes his crew, you know. He trusts them. He, so I wouldn't be surprised, Kev, if he uh,
0: – Yeah, like the effects, whoever the effects if he brought, person is with all these.
1: Yeah, if he brought them back on board. Yeah, that's actually, you know – some of the movies, we, you know, it's not even worth getting into, but this one where there could be a lot of, like, connections, it would be a good one to look into.
2: No, you know um, who, who's also like that, and I and I just have to bring him up because he's, like, the greatest fucking director of our time, is Quentin Tarantino. You, know, I mean, he constantly reuses his actors, and I'm sure he reuses his crew. I know he's reused, like, several of the the composers, too.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, that the ones-
2: <clears throat> makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's the man. Anyway, I just had to bring that up because I love Tarantino. Everything you just said just reminded me of Tarantino.
1: you just say you love feet? And that's why you love Tarantino?
2: I actually hate feet. That's the one thing I don't have in common with Tarantino. I don't like my own feet. I hate everybody's feet. We're going to have to look at a lot of feet in Florida coming
1: up. We're yeah, going to be a lot of
2: open toes. We're going to be on beaches. There's going to be sandals left and right. i got to not look down too much.
1: Yeah, just trying to look at butts and butts back of heads. That's all. Oh, all I'm
2: going to be looking at is butts
1: everywhere, dude. Butts,
2: all butts. dudes, All dudes too. All, all dudes. dudes. Uh,
1: no, dude, you know, the Cruise will surprise
2: you, actually. Like, so, like, most metal shows are, like, like 75% dudes or 80% dudes, you know? Uh, especially thrash shows. They have, those are, like, 97% dudes. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, the Cruise is pretty well mixed because they have a lot of, like, uh, as they call them, like, girly or corset metal bands, typically. Like, Lacuna Coils of the world. I think it draws more of a female crowd in. Like, Soin is also drawn in the females. Kevin likes them, so Kevin, I guess, is uh, a female. I'm wearing a corset right now. <laughs> see? For his uh, fucking awesome, like, built-ass chest. Kevin's chest is fucking phenomenal. Thank Every you. time nice. I see Kevin's chest, it's just, just like, popping, dude. If he was smaller, well, you
1: know, he'd be a professional wrestler. Yeah, it reminds me of Donkey Kong. He's just built, like, a brook shit house.
0: That's true. Got, yeah, yeah. He I got, got screwed that upper body. in the leg department. I just I don't know what happened. It's like I stopped growing from that. That's that's it. My freaking knees. I missed out on leg. I got I got screwed on the legs.
2: <laughs> no, I, I got screwed on the legs too. I got short legs for my uh for my my size. Like uh, even the other day, some dude. Because I'm only six feet tall, but some dude was like, he was sitting right behind me, and he's like, "Dude, how tall are you?" Because my upper body is so much taller than my legs. So I look like, when I'm sitting in a car, I look like I'm like six foot six. Oh. So weird. <laughs> like my head's almost hitting the ceiling and shit.
1: <laughs> anyway, to play sorry. For, play, tell me to play for the Celtics and try to charge him for an yeah. autograph.
2: Me? Oh, yeah, I should have. I should have. I was a white boy for the Celtics, like, practice squad or something. you probably fall for that shit. Probably. I, I believe yeah, you never know. Um, Justin Long is just so sexy, by the way. Yeah. Think I like so? him. No, not really. He's just on my TV right now. But anyway, <laughs> I, go ahead. He's a great actor. He's in,
0: and he's in, and he's in a lot of stuff too. He's kind of like one of those. I don't know if I consider him a B-list actor, but you know, he he kind of like randomly pops up and stuff. He's never really He's had a couple main roles, but he's not someone that you obviously see in a, in, yeah. a, in a lot of movies, um, you know, well, are, he, was in, he
2: was a, in he was in like cool. what? Uh, Dodgeball, right? He was in Dodgeball.
0: Yeah, up waiting was,
2: with
1: Ryan Reynolds.
0: Yeah, waiting. Yeah, and he was on,
2: like, Live Free or Die Hard.
1: And Jeepers his Creepers.
2: Pro- yeah, his, oh, probably Jeepers, most Creepers. Fa- his probably most famous role is uh, the commercials he used to do. What was it the PC or the Mac? Oh, yeah, I'm a Mac. Yeah, yeah, he was the Mac, remember? Like, the, the dude, that was big. I mean, he was in those commercials for years. Uh, yeah, Die I, Hard. I think he was in one of the Die Hards, Die Hard 4. He was, I just said that. Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, he was in Live yeah, Free or Die Hard. He was a computer junkie and Kevin Smith was in that too. He was so fat. It's before he it was vegan. Before, yeah. <clears throat> I and mean, he's all skinny now, but he's not like you. Like all you had f- do is drink french fries and eat beer or the other way around. Drink beer and <laughs> eat french fries. <laughs> no, you had it right the
1: first time. Yeah, he had to do it for help. I, I don't think he he didn't want to, but you know two heart attacks will do that to you. <laughs> he really had no choice. Yeah.
2: But didn't he uh, a few years back because he was so fat, they tried charging him two. They charged him uh, for two seats on an airplane.
1: Yeah, I remember that too. But I think he still didn't yeah. change him until the heart attack. That's oh, is that what it was? The... Okay, I, yeah. I thought that's, that's when the... he had the change of heart. No, the heart attack was the change of heart. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, anyway, Chuggles,
2: right. where you at, baby?
1: All right. We've got seventeen more pages to go, so. She visits the gypsy house and tries to make amends. Uh, turns out to be a gambling gypsy funeral party in the basement. <laughs> um, they really put fun in funeral, I guess, in the gypsy community.
0: Yeah, no uh, shit.
1: <laughs> so so well, she knocks I, the- I mean it. Yeah, it's like a New Orleans funeral, you know
2: what I mean? Where they like play the fucking horns and shit. Celebrating life. They're celebrating the life.
1: Celebrating life, yeah. As opposed to mourning it, yeah. So somehow she ends up knocking the fucking body over. Uh, Denise tells her she gets what she has coming, uh, and then she just gets hold freaked on, out. Hold, hold
2: on, hold on, hold on. Skipping the best best part of the scene, man. Well, she that's why you're here, Mark, explain it. Yeah, she knocks over the body because she leans on it breaks the leg or some shit. The leg just breaks from under her. Because she's cursed, that's what it is. It, it's all like because she's cursed. So the body also, fucking rolls what? on top of her, and the embalming fluid, they're face-to-face, and the embalming fluid leaks out of the dead body, which is the gypsy, uh. into her mouth.
0: Uh, which is one of the most disgusting parts also. This
2: this movie had a lot of disgusting parts, man.
0: Doug, uh, one part they didn't get right about the Gypsy uh, funeral, though, was there were no rhinestones. So I'm not really <laughs> sure how accurate this depiction is.
1: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she, <laughs> she goes back, she goes back to the sidekick. Wander- yeah right. Uh, she goes back to the psychic and uh, finds out it's the Lema. I forget how you pronounce it.
2: The yeah. la shit. Lama. No. L a m i a.
1: Lamia. 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 Or Lambia. I don't know. One of the other. But an, but yeah. It's L L a m i a. I believe. But uh, Lamia. So Lamia. So it's the uh, a blackout and tortures a person for three days. And then comes to the owner of the cursed object. So it's kind of just like does the, the the dirty bidding for the gypsies. So uh, so he gives her a small blood sacrifice book. And he says that uh, uh, perhaps a blood sacrifice may appease the the demon. So he gives her a book called Animal Sacrifices and the Service of Deities. And uh, right as she's reading it, her little kitty comes to say hi. And then it kind of... Pans on to another scene, but obviously a little foreshadowing. Uh, so she gets attacked again in her bedroom by Lamia, uh, tosses her around pretty good, t- uh, trashes the bedroom, throws him to a bureau. So now killing the poor kitten doesn't seem so crazy, even though she's a vegetarian too. And uh, oh, no. she's a vegetarian. So, yeah, it's still hard. You're a vegan. <laughs> so uh, so she kills the cat and buries it. Uh, just kind of out of fear, I guess. And then, of course, uh, Clay Justin Long like walks in the backyard while she's just finished burying it, and she's all freaked out. He's like, so, "What are you doing?" She's like, yeah. "Nothing." Is that blood? No. Why would there be blood? Yeah, <laughs> I, was cutting, I was cutting. tomato tomatoes, and the tomato juice because that looks the same. No, uh, yeah, it's
2: funny. Uh, just because the tomato's red doesn't mean it looks like blood. No, it's, like, it's actually
1: water that comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird, like it's almost like a whitish, pinkish, not like red. Yeah, it's, so so it's more like a cum stain, you're saying? Precisely. <laughs> Some of those cherry tomatoes can really pack a pack a load too. Oh yeah, you know dude. I mean? I've been gushed. I've been I've been
2: overtaken by a cherry tomato before.
1: I know what you. Oh mean. yeah, yeah. I got I got a poor girl like three tables away once at Friendly's it was awful. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so speaking of poor gals, this poor gal thinks she's in the clear since she killed the cat. Uh, she gets all dolled up for dinner with his folks. And they go to dinner. And the mom is just a straight up asshole, like we kind of figured from the phone call. And I just, I hate her face. I hate her mom's face. The dad seems kind of just passive and, you know, hey, give her a chance. But the mom's just out of the gate, just an a hole. Um, and then. She, she brings a cake, and you can tell the, the mother's very kind of standoffish, and she's like, oh, that's a country cake? I don't know what they have against girls from the country, but... So they're sitting around, they're all eating the cake, and all of a sudden she hears the gate creaking, which usually means he's he's around. And then she looks down, she sees the eye in the cake, and she stabs it with the fork. Uh, yeah, and, and then, then the then,
2: blood gushes out of the cake and shit. That's what yeah. she sees.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, it's and pretty the, cool. And the, that's... I was going to say in the fly, too, there's a fly that comes out. Whenever you see the fly, too, it's, like, a good uh, indication that something's going to happen, too. Right, yeah, the fly is definitely because, like,
2: when she's sleeping. Did we we pass the part when she's sleeping? Yeah, that's the first part, right? And it's crawling all over her face. That's the maggot part. The maggot part, yeah. So so that's actually the first time you see the fly. That's actually interesting. I forgot about the fly, but the fly is pretty crucial to the storyline, especially with the Lambia.
1: Yeah, it kind of comes up a few times, and you start to notice, like, oh, shit, like, something's going (laughs) to so so but, she
2: but it but real quick it's so rainy like like with the eyeball in the cake it's like with the nephronomicon when it has the teeth you know i think it was what an army of darkness maybe or maybe it's in ash first evil dead it has the teeth and it bites people and shit
1: uh i think that was involved that was also an army of darkness i believe too
2: but in, yeah, in the yeah eye but too, i mean
1: like but the point where it has, it has the moving eye everywhere was that i'm sorry uh, just, well, the Evil Dead, um, I mean, the Necronomicon, it's got, like, the the moving eyes, too, I think, in Evil uh, Army of Darkness, too. So it's kind of got that same yeah, right, inanimate object with, like, a moving eye that just it shouldn't be there, and it just gives that creep factor. Yeah, but, yeah,
2: they're just more Raimi for your ass, you know? It's just awesome. Just really, really awesome.
1: Yeah, it's funny. The first time I watched this, I didn't know it was him, so I didn't make all these connections, and then I found out and I watched it again, and I'm like, holy shit, how did I not... You know, it's like, no, no, no wonder I like this one so much, because it's got all the, the feels of the shit you watch growing up, you know?
2: Yeah, but, you know, I feel the same way as you, Doug. When I first watched it uh, a long time ago, I probably when it came out, like, 10 years ago or whatnot, or 11 years ago now, um, you know, I, I don't think I realized uh, anything about it. Like, I, it didn't really stand out to me. I remember the Gypsy Woman.
0: That's what really made me remember really? that
2: I saw this movie. Gavin. Really, none of that
0: clicked with you that you would you would have thought it was like Evil Dead.
2: Well, um, I've told you before. For me, uh, I'm not really a big horror fan. Uh, oh, that's right. This, okay, okay. No, no, that makes sense. This, no, that would
0: that makes yeah. Sense. This
2: podcast really is the horror. Like, I was more into this podcast, honestly, for the metal uh, part of the segment that we do because that's what I'm more in tune with. But, like, honestly, in doing this podcast, it's made me a hundred times more interested in horror. And I'm actually, like, learning, you know, the differences between different styles of horror. It's great. It's actually really good for me. I love I love doing it, and I'm actually enjoying watching movies. And I've been watching horror movies on my own time now. Not even just the movies you review. Like, I've gotten really into the Reanimator series. I just discovered there was a third one. I had no fucking idea.
0: Best part about horror is it's always been open to social issues, and it's always been inclusive of different things that have been going on within time periods. That other right. genres never wanted to open up to, and it never got the fucking credit it deserved for for like breaking barriers to like with Final Girls and everything, you know, like all well, yeah, like all the, absolutely. all the feminist crap we're getting now. It's like, dude, we've had Final Girls since the sixties and seventies. What the hell are you talking about? Women not being like, strong? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I noticed I noticed that like obviously
2: like growing up, uh, you know, the big uh, series is like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen all that shit. You know, but it was more getting deeper, you know, like this podcast is probably deeper. Granted, I saw Evil Dead beforehand too. But I don't think I liked it as much until we started really doing this podcast. And now i Doug, really you need help with that here. beer? Huh? Doug,
0: you need oh. help with that beer? Getting that beer out of the fridge? <laughs> Sorry, it all glass bottles. I tried I tried being stealth. <laughs> you know what too? It's funny. Speaking of final girls, I mean this is a clear case, right? You got you've got this main female character which was different for a Raimi Horror. Because he's used a lot of Bruce Campbell, and now he's got a female lead that he's using in the same style of Bruce Campbell. You know, she's right. getting fucked up. It's kind of, there's a little bit of comedy to the way that she's she's getting injured um, and dealing with certain situations. But it makes it makes complete sense. I mean, it's it's the same treatment that he would give his male lead character, and I love it. Like, absolutely love where he's gone with this so far.
1: Yep, agreed. So back to dinner. Uh, She hears the uh, the goat wings. (laughs) Goat wings. She hears the goat wigs out and throws a glass against the door, and that's pretty much the end of the dinner. And he tries to chase her, and the mom's like, "Don't follow her. She has problems." Yeah.
0: (laughs) Which I'm like, Jesus. Typical like freaking stuffy white lady. That that dinner date's over. There's no coming back from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So she goes back to the psychic, psychic. uh, he tells her that she must try and talk to the entity and to plead for her life, and he knows a lady who can help, but sh- it comes with a price: ten uh, k by tomorrow, because she's only got really three days. If it's a true lamia, you know, torture for three days and then come for you. So it's kind of time is of the essence. And she's uh, so, she's
2: be- uh, she's about on her second day now, right? If I had to guess, or is she would- on her third day. No, she's no, on her th- second day.
1: Second day, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so she asks her boss for an advance, uh, but no dice. She finds out that um, they she didn't get the big file, where they didn't get the the bank didn't get the big case that they were working on. That another bank somehow ended up with it. Um, so she gets the great idea to try to pawn all her shit. Was actually this is kind of a fun scene too, where she's going around with like a chest and just rifling through all her shit, trying to scrounge anything she possibly can to, to get money. Uh, so that brings us to the shed scene. She goes through the house, she grabs everything she can, and that brings us to the shed scene. Uh, which is probably one of my favorite, except there's one more that I I like more than this, and Kevin knows which one I'm probably talking about. But it's probably one of my favorite scenes from the movie, because it's so, so Evil Dead. Uh, so she's rifling through the crap out in the shed, and then she goes to open a curtain, and the gypsy woman lunges at her from behind the curtain. And then just, this whole scene's very Evil Dead Army darkness, with the, um... She like rams her arm down Christina's throat, but somehow, luckily, just like an Evil Dead, there's like a chainsaw. There's like a vice. You know, there just happens to be a uh, an anvil roped up and hanging from the ceiling. So she cuts with the ice. Cuts cape. with the ice skate. Ooh. Ooh,
2: Margo? Sorry, sorry about that. My kid. Uh, I just pulled my uh, connection out by accident. Okay, I'm just making sure you're alright. <laughs> no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. I just backed off in my fucking it came off my phone. So.
1: <laughs> so the anvil slams her in the head and it launches the eyes and the guts like right at her. Um, right at her face. And it's just that's another kind of that one's a little bit CGI, but it's still you still get the full effect.
0: Yeah, I noticed I mean, there's a lot more good. practical effects here and less cgi i mean let's face it how many decades of cgi do we have now and cgi still sucks like they really yeah the only people the only ones that have mastered it are disney yeah agreed um i don't it's know funny. i
2: think cgi kind of gotten worse with time like i think uh even back in the day i thought cgi looked better in like t2 than it does today it almost looks like too advanced and too like
1: unrealistic do you think it has to opinion. do with like the 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 quality of the TVs we have now too, and the high definition shit? It like could back then, yeah. it
2: could be definitely.
1: That's the like I. Porn, I, I porn for like,
2: instance, is scary in HD. Have you watched porn in HD? I wouldn't <laughs> want to, <laughs> dude. It is fucking scary, dude. Like you see, like everything in the face, like all the pockmarks marks that the makeup is trying to cover up. Uh, Keep your porn in non HD, whatever the fucking 720. Format. Y-
0: you want it in 720p, is what you're saying, or less? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no 1080 bullshitting up, or no 4K,
2: no none of that. Yeah, bullshit. I'm telling you, it's
0: like watching RoboCop. I mean, I, as much as I love RoboCop, you know, it's like some of the CGI. I'm like, oh god, we can't. There's just nothing you can do about it either. You can't go back and fix it at this point. But they Did should you have talk just about kept... the
2: original, the original of your RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's really early CGI, though. Like that's like like that's like CGI, like probably at the like the very beginning. That's the very beginning. But they CGI I thought came into in the form in like T two.
0: They really could have they could have done a better job at just just do damn practical effects. I mean, it's coming back. We all know. I mean, everyone's doing practical effects. It's much better. Like you, unfortunately, like I said, unless Disney, I don't know how Disney's been able to actually recreate, you know, or create um, better CGI, but they're doing it. I mean, everything they're doing is, like, just out of this world. It's just... What do you, I would prefer you practical about, like, effects, the Mar- man. Are you talking about, like, the Marvel movies and shit? Yeah. I mean, whatever CGI is being used under the ownership of Disney has been pretty... Yeah, yeah. Pretty that Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. But at the that, end of the you. day, it, you know, at the end of the day, I think we'd all agree, nobody's been able to, to replicate what they did in John Carpenter's The Thing. The, that team, that team just... Fucking destroyed it with practical effects and everything that they were able to do without having to use computer generated crap.
2: Yeah, was that... Rob? What was his name? Rob something. But anyway, yeah, that dude. The fucking he was he was fantastic.
0: So this this I'm, I'm you know I, there wasn't much CGI in Drag Me to Hell, which is good because I think some of the scenes would have been ruined by computer generated um, garbage.
1: Yeah, yeah, I heard that they used a lot of like puppets for like the goat scenes and like the dead corpse gypsy scenes like they use like like puppets and shit like puppet suits which is
0: good absolutely
1: it's it's awesome but creepy too
2: (laughs) real quick uh shout out to my man rob botten i looked it up i knew it was rob something rob botten he's the dude who did the thing practical effects that dude
0: was a fucking is he still doing them or did he pass away
2: no, I think he's alive, but I I remember when we did the thing, which we did uh, earlier in our podcast, probably what a fourth or fifth podcast, maybe not even. And uh, he uh, he kind of just disappeared. I guess he kind of came went away from the game. He didn't want to do it anymore, apparently. Yeah. From what man. I can remember, uh, like he's just kind of gone. Nobody knows anything about him anymore.
0: A lot so of those franchise teams kind of like just own their own businesses. They just they do what breweries do now, like. They'll train you and train you up on what you want to know, and then they'll just split off and start their own small business. So there's a lot of those small business practical effects teams out there that are pretty amazing.
1: That's pretty cool that, that that's a thing. I mean, why why didn't we get into that? Why did we go to college and learn skills to when we could have done something cool?
2: We I'm, I, <laughs> I like what I do. I like what I do, baby. But I don't anyway. know, Marco.
1: If you could fucking... If you could be involved in a scene where you stick a lip- lipstick tube in a nipple, you'd say that's better than driving an Uber. No, I mean, I mean, obviously, it would probably be a lot cooler, and
2: it'd be like something that I'd be interested in. But I mean, I'm all right. I know there's only limited
0: jobs for people. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a realist. I'm okay. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm, an I'm Uber about driver. a year. That's ar- my standing in life. I'm about a year away I, but from. I like Kurt Douglas and uh, what is it, Man on the Edge, or what's that movie? Falling Down falling like down
2: <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite movies ever dude one of my favorite fucking movies of all time that's a great movie by the
1: way you know when you're a kid you're, think- you don't understand but then when you're an adult you're like oh my god i know exactly what this guy is going through like yeah.
2: yeah no i i totally get it i mean i would never react in his way but i totally get it i get why he would be definitely oh and uh real quick dude just because i i pulled up rob Botton while i was just sitting here uh, Rod Barton actually did *Humanoids from the Deep*, Douglas. Oh, oh, we need to do that one. That's I would a, love to do that one. Yeah, that, that's, a one, yeah. that's a quick fun one. Yeah, it's a quick fun one, but I don't know if Kevin would be into it. But I do that. Humanoids oh, from the Deep, I do all day. Is it that
0: is a bi- 80s horror cheese. Is that like cheesy horror? Not the oh, cheesiest.
1: Totally. I mean, but it's cheese. It's cheese. <laughs> it's cheese.
2: Not it's not cheese. like it's full on. Literally on. 1980.
1: 1980. <laughs> yeah, th- there's a lot of like f- th- this was like the fish bestiality movie before like the shape of water. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. But wait, <laughs> but not
2: as like artistic and bullshit. But it was fucking awesome. It's just a quick like literally hour and maybe ten or fifteen minute movie. But it goes by fucking quick and it's entertaining as all hell in my opinion. But anyway, no. Yeah. So are you Let's saying, get back to drag me or we're are gonna you be done? Guillermo,
0: Guillermo del Toro pulled a um Pulled the 1980s Metallica uh, Oscar (laughs) instead of... Pretty much, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I actually never seen a Guillermo del Toro movie. I got to watch more of his shit. I got to get into that.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's one that... that His shit was always tough to find. That's why I was like, all right, well, George Romero's sitting right here, I'm going to fall in love with his shit, you know, because it's accessible.
0: And the best metal album goes to Jethro Tull. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
2: this year, dude the metal the metal fucking category has like Death Angel in it and um, somebody else uh, for best album. It's Death Angel and somebody else that's like
0: relatively underground. It's pretty cool. I'll check it out. Hey Doug, by the way, uh, ahead, Lauren and I were watching uh, Grandma's Boy the other night, and we thought of you with the Shiloh scene in a vegan restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lovely uh, shot of wheatgrass. All right, guy blow, <laughs> guy blow.
1: Yeah, it's Shiloh. God. You fucking assholes. We're not hurting anybody.
0: <laughs>
1: He's like, you are sweet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a fucking classic too. I, I love Grandma's boy. That's like right up there with Beer Fest. If I had to choose, I don't know, man. That'd, that'd be a tough one. But all right, we should probably Fox go back here. to the things. That... We're not doing so, the thing. <laughs> We All right, our segue. Christine hits up the pawn shop. I still have seventeen pages to go. Christine <laughs> hits up the pawn shop, and the dude officer is like four grand, and she needs ten. So Thir- that's $3,800, hundred. Thirty eight Dude, I rounded it up. I don't. Fuck you, Marco. No, <laughs> I'm just
2: saying. I just remember. I just literally watched that part like right before we went on. But thirty-eight hundred bucks.
1: I know. I was right, afraid but... if I said thirty eight hundred, I would. Uh, you'd be like, "Oh, you're you getting too detailed, Doug." So I just rounded it up to four k on my paper. You're not, de- dude. You're not nearly detailed enough.
2: But it's okay. Wow. Well, all right, there it is. Well, that no. That's why we're here, though. You know, like it's actually good. I kind of like the way he does it. Because all right, in all honesty, we'll like, we'll run through the movie real quick after this. But when I did from dusk till dawn, I made the mistake of writing like everything. You know, and I think uh, I think that was a mistake. I think what Doug does is actually pretty genius because if we really watch the movie, Kevin, me and you, right? Yeah. When he does it, like we're gonna pick up on it, and that's why he like skips through the scenes. I'm like, wait a minute, though. You skipped the part, whatever, and then we talk about it a bit, and that's kind of our break. So I think how Doug does it is great, actually, uh, compared to well, the way I did it the one time. So I'm learning. I'm learning how to do it better.
0: But so you think oh, that Doug genuinely it. enjoys us cutting him off every ten minutes? That's the point. He no, knows. no. You separate. think that's what it is? I, I want so. you guys to. That's why, if you look at my notes,
1: I have, like, uh, this scene, and then there's, like, a little space. And usually I'll stop before I go into the next little bullet. That way, if you guys want to add anything, or like, hey, you forgot about this. You know, it's, it's – that way it's not me talking for an hour and a half. You know, that way everyone's involved, but we're kind of just going through the breakdown, you know?
2: No, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think, I think I've, I've learned something in today because even the way we're doing it, like, I'm talking a lot more because of it. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. You know, <laughs> like, I hope it's a good thing. But fuck it, man. It's, it's great. And I said, but fuck. But and Tool cool. is going to win uh, Best Metal Performance, by the way, because they're in there. But it's Death Angel, Candlemas. Tool, Killswitch, Engage. Yeah, yeah. It be,
0: it'd be cool if it was somebody else. But we'll But see. it's going to be Tool. Yeah, most likely. It's predictable. Yeah. Candlemask is random. Man.
2: Yeah, it was yeah. weird, man. It's the, it's You know why? Because it's a song with Tony Iommi. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, that's that's why. Because yeah, have you listened to the new Candlemask by chance? Any of you both? Yes, it's Two? awesome. Love it. It is great, right? Yeah, I like it. it. I think it's a great yeah. album. Great album. Yeah, only, yeah we can I talk about heard... that more later. Go ahead, Derek. Right,
1: What cool. do you say? Uh, I was gonna say I've only heard one or two off it, but I did enjoy what I hear, heard, so No.
2: It's good, man. It's
1: good. Um all right, diving back into it. Um so she leaves the pawn shop and she obviously doesn't have enough money, so we find out Clay's not a total douche and he kinda gives her the money. He went and paid Psychic Dude, I can't remember his name, something something weird. But um Something in
0: English, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like r- rule. I, I don't know how to. Put, I don't want to butcher. It. That's why I keep calling him the psychic. Yeah, it's uh, nice. The psychic's good. So they show up back uh, at the median's house from the beginning. Uh, Sandia. and she wants to w- try and summon the demon and, and destroy him. To re- basically, she's got a personal vendetta because of the boy that was taken in the beginning. You know, so she's got a personal vendetta on top of trying to help Christine as well. So they're all sitting around a table and then all of a sudden they just drag a goat in, and of course, you know, being the vegetarian, she kind of gives him the look, and he just shakes his head like, do you want to die? Or, you know, you gonna let this goat die in your stead, so. Uh, so they sit around the table, drag a goat in. Uh, they plan to trap the demon goat, <laughs> demon goat and good goat, and kill them both, so. Uh, so the, obviously more Evil Dead vibes, too, um, when they start the seance and you see shit kind of getting tossed about and the curtains move and you see this like crazy evil laugh it kind of reminds me of like when the hand's running through the house and it goes in the walls and you just hear like these weird creepy laughs and and then um, um, yeah and that's the scene where um, Sam, Sam Raimi actually played a cameo as one of the ghosts uh, the, the, the psychic dude was trying to explain that like sometimes there's just some ghosts hanging by the door that get in and so all of a sudden it looks like uh, Disney's um, Haunted Mansion. There's just like people, you know, from the Victorian era all around. And she pretty much tells them to get the fuck out. And then the Limia, Lima uh, possesses the median, possesses her. Um, and all, like Marco was saying, she has the same voice from the Evil Dead when she's talking in his, you know, from his perspective.
0: It yeah, man, it's, it's like, awesome. Ew.
1: Yeah.
2: No, it's so, awesome, and and that's what I noticed like right away in that scene. Man, is like the Evil Dead parallels, and everything is Evil Dead. Everything, the way it's filmed, the the demons' voices, this whole scene is is Evil Dead fucking to the max.
1: Yeah, which is uh, yeah, which makes it I think that much more enjoyable once you once you kind of know. That's if that's the thing I think why the. People either gave it tens or ones. It's like I think they were either looking for complete Evil Dead or they wanted something new. It's just that the 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 ratings as far as people's actual um, ratings just cracked cracked me up. But um, so she's possessed. She's pretty pretty much trying to kill Christine. He wants to take her her now. So she puts uh, San Mendes' hand on the goat's head and it possesses the goat, and the goat starts. Calling her a whore, you bitch. Which I fucking, love the goat. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> so, um, her little helper boy who had one job. She told him when the goat gets possessed, kill it. And he fucked up his one job somehow. What's he get bit? Does he get bit in the hand? And he drops. He does. The, yeah, yeah. He drops oh, the yeah. sword. So he has one one he job. Does. Screws it up. Yeah, gets. He gets bit, and now Lima possesses him. Um. He chases Christine around and then pukes out a cat, which the cat that she killed. Uh the medium yeah, vanished.
2: You know what's cool though, Doug, is like literally like like it's cool like how as soon as he gets Betty turns into like the, the evil dead demon. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just fucking I don't know, man. It just reminds me of everything like of in that cabin. Like everything that happens in the scene makes me think of that cabin. Right? And then the cat coming out, it's it's a cute little cat. Looks like my cat when I was growing up. I felt bad for the cat.
1: I did too. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Poor cat. Poor cat. Let's... But anyway, the evil dead parallels are fucking insane. Kevin, you have anything to add? You're always good with this shit.
0: No, I like what I'm hearing. I'm just going to let you go with it. (laughs) You're fucking just... Nice. That means he
1: wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Uh, All right. So the medium banishes him back to hell. uh, And then she promptly dies right after. So... She, she kind of collapses and then um, the ambulance comes and uh, she must be thinking, um, so do I get my money back? Since, uh... <laughs> so, R-H-A-M is named Rayam. I'm gonna go with Ram. Rayam tells her that the goat was not killed, uh, so she still is fucked. The Lamia is still coming for the earn- owner of the cursed object. So he says that she- he just banished um, him from the seance. He didn't she didn't defeat him, so she... She's she still fucked. So... Uh, Clay drops Christine off after the ordeal uh, with the gypsy... Oh, 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 Clay drops Christine off after the ordeal. Uh, when a gypsy... The, she, she sees a gypsy, and then, like, uh, he slams on the brakes, and it's just, like, an old man yelling at her. But it kind of causes this commotion. Uh, so he slams on the brakes, she loses her envelope, and the pile of shit he has on his front seat, and then, um, yeah, so I know some of the details seem frivolous, but they all kind of make that up in the end, obviously, mm-hmm. um, so so she's in a bind, um, what does she do with the cursed button, she can give it to someone, but then she's basically sentencing them to, to life and, and hell, you know, so it's kind of...
2: Right, but the- it's that, like, moral dilemma, though, you know, like, and that's what good, I like Good, fuck it, movie. get rid of
0: it, give it to somebody else, give it to some other asshole.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, but, but it's, like, like, what she faces throughout, like, this movie, like, it's a moral dilemma, like, when she kills the cat, for instance, earlier in the movie, it's, like, one of those things, like, she will never kill the cat, but as soon as she gets, like, the lambia appears to her and, like, scares the shit out of her, she kills that fucking cat. So she's just trying to think of people, it's, like, a moral dilemma, like, no, this person's too good. And I love that part of the movie because, like, it, I don't know, man. It's just it's just awesome. Like, She obviously I think anybody- doesn't have
0: a list like Steve Buscemi, all right? She needs to get a fucking list going so that when shit goes awry <laughs> and she needs to take out some people, she's got the list right behind her. She can just start crossing names out on the board. With lipstick? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I called that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so, so she's sitting in the diner, like Marco was saying. She's sitting in sitting in the diner, and then she's looking around, and she first she kind of threatens the waitress with it. Like, keep bringing the coffee. I'll give you a tip, you know, that you'll regret, you know. And then she looks over and sees she's this old, sick old man who's going to die anyway, and she kind of, like, starts walking over, and then she sees his elderly wife come over and sit down with him. So she's like, what the fuck? Like, who... You know, who can I give this to? And, of course, she's still yeah. out of the coworker. worker Love that scene. Yeah. It's it's kind of like heartfelt, you know, because she's human. And all of a sudden, she's like, you know, irrationally like, hey, I'm going to go, and this is my way out. And then, like, you know, the feelings come back, and she's gets kind of grounded again. So she she calls the co-worker, tells him, basically back blackmails him, saying, I know what you did. I know you gave that file to the other bank. You know, like, get down here, or I'm going to, like, tell the boss everything. So she was gonna give him the cursed object, but chickens out. Uh... Yeah, man.
2: I mean, again, like she, she doesn't want to kill anybody else. I mean, like she's just a fucking regular person. I think I'd feel the same way. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been attacked by a lambia and shit. (laughs) That's true.
1: So
0: now that's bullshit. Both of you would give that fucking button to Duncan.
2: (laughs) Uh Oh. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes. Sometimes I give it to a lot of people. There's a lot of people I give it to sometimes. There's only a few people. I'm not going to name names, but I I would give it to them. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I've had some people fuck me in the past. Oh, I'd give it to them all day. Oh.
1: The Portuguese curse is coming out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's what we do, dude. Portuguese
0: are known for curses. Yeah, you and your
2: hexes. I used to have a hex on like in my house Fr- growing up. You French
1: Canadian <laughs>
0: fucking square faced bitches. <laughs> I just I just pictured you like mouthing somebody's like face, Marco, with your. Ah. <laughs> oh, you'd love it. You'd love it. You'd want
1: that. Uh, so she's sitting um, at the at the the restaurant still, and she sees the newspaper. She sees the obituary for the old gypsy woman. So if she has the bright idea. Maybe I give it back to her because she can rot in hell. She's evil anyway. So Ram uh, researches it and gives her his blessing. Says, "Yeah, that she's dead, but you know her uh, her soul lives on. So as long as you uh, give it as a formal gift, it should be legit." So she got to get exhumed. And that's get, we're leading up to my favorite scene in the movie, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so I know Marco's gonna yell at me for not including this because I didn't put in the notes. But there's another hanky scene where she's driving, and the hanky ends up on the windshield again. And then she puts her windshield wipers on, and it goes away. But it gets sucked into the car vent, and then all of a sudden, it shoots out the uh, the vent and starts like gagging her, or whatever. And then she gets out, and it tries going down her throat and like consuming her and choking her. Yeah, um, and then that's
2: when the hanky's like eight feet long. If
1: yeah, she, it's I like, feel like
2: she's pulling it out, like, but it's not. Long enough? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, It's, yeah. You know it's supposed saying. to be it a comical like gag, right?
0: Yeah, it's supposed of to be course, a comic yeah. relief. It's it's like a it's literally like,
2: a comical gag.
0: Like at a circus when the when the, when the clown <laughs> keeps pulling the
1: what, I see the what the you mean, Marco. Yeah, you,
0: <laughs> you got it. Com- thank
1: you, sir. I appreciate leg- it. It's a legit comical gag. Because <laughs> she's, <laughs> <'cause> she's gagging. <laughs> she's gagging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Kevin. So she goes into the cemetery digs down to the grave and has one last sexy fight with the dead gypsy. You heard me. Opens, um, yeah, so this is, it's a long scene but I kind of just paraphrased here but my favorite scene in this whole scene, my whole favorite part is when she opens the mouth with a shovel, sticks the um, yeah. envelope in there and then fucking kicks it shut it's like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, she's become like a badass. She just, overcome all this and she dug a mean hole i mean i've been digging trenches my whole life that was impressive even though it was fresh yeah dirt. and the
0: water the water filling in from all sides of the grave and i mean it's just a, it's a it's an amazing scene all together it's powerful
1: it's it's beautiful too in a weird way it's just very dark and very just like the whole um yeah ambiance yep. yeah is uh there is a um i guess when she's very to cl-
0: poltergeist
1: yes yes Except instead of real skeletons, like in the Poltergeist, uh, they use floating rocks. <laughs> they used foam rocks for props, and when they fell into the water they were like floating, and I guess you can see them. I didn't notice, but I read this later. <laughs> so you can see floating foam rocks just kind of in the water. But yeah, so then um, she, big cross awesome. falls on her, which, alright, I'm not going to get into the details, but, you know, this lady was buried like a day before. How is there already like a cross there with like ivy growing on it? Wouldn't been there for like a day. And I'm pretty sure the one that falls on her is a different one that they show. The first one's stone, the second one's like a metal one. But like I said, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty. But so she almost drowns, but then she comes up. So she's in the clear now, right? So right, uh, she
0: exactly. She sho-
1: so she's you know, in this whole scene. I'm not, I'm not trying to be perv, but um, it's it's a it's a nice scene if you know what I'm talking about. Um. So she, at the end of the scene, she gets out, and she's kind of, like, washing off in the rain, that kind of, like, fades into her in the shower, and she hears the phone ring, um, gets great news from her boss that the co-worker got fired, pretty much uh, tried blaming her for everything, and he called him out on it, and he confessed and started crying, blah, blah, blah. So she's got the job. She thinks she's on fucking cloud nine. Uh, So now she's off to the train station to meet um, Clay for the big trip, and they're supposed to be going to
0: a cabin...
1: In the Middle of like nowhere, and suppose that's another <laughs> Nod People <laughs> dead. And it's the oh, yeah. yeah, okay, obviously. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so she's walking by this um, nice little boutique and she sees this gorgeous coat and she has to have it, you know, because she's on top of the world. So, she meets Clay at the tracks. He asks about the new coat, he asked about the old coat. She said she tossed it, and now he tells her, Oh, that's too bad because I found her button and I think you have my quarter. So, he's telling her. She's realizing that the quarter and the button got swapped. And he's more worried about the quarter than anything because he doesn't know what's going on. He didn't know what really happened. So she's kind of backing up onto the tracks saying, oh, no, oh, no. And then she falls on the ground, and the train's coming at her. But it's all good because the ground opens up, and she's dragged to hell, which the first time I saw this, I was not expecting that.
0: Not expecting it all. Yeah. Awesome. No No
1: happy endings. No happy ending here. Such a mind fucked. I, w- I was so, yeah. I was so, like, I'm like, wow, she was this badass. The whole movie overcame it all. Just a fucking, a little blunder, you know? Yep. But, wow. <laughs> yeah. The, the first time I saw that, I, I shit.
0: But again, I love, I love that, you know, she was the Bruce Campbell of this movie. Um You know, she was supposed to be a final girl, but they had that awesome twist. And I think maybe that's because Raimi didn't want this to become a movie that has a sequel and so forth, and was like, no, we're going to end this the right way so that nobody messes this movie up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because they probably would have been, oh, this... So, it, I
1: think I said earlier, it, it cost $30 million, It made $90 million, so it did well. Um, yeah. You know, not amazing, yeah, but not for Yeah, somebody's going to try to
0: do something with it at some point.
1: Yeah, so you're you're right. They kind of nipped it, at least with her, which sucks, because it would have been good just kind of... Have an extension with her. About the same I time. smell a You're prequel. Right. When you go from there. Oh,
0: prequel. And do- I and smell a prequel. Yeah.
2: Do you yes, sir. Why? why? Do you, why do you think that?
0: Because because there's money on the table, right? It's like any other series. There's money on the table. I, mean, what- I think Raimi set it up that there couldn't be a sequel. But I, f- I feel like at some point, someone's going to either try to, one, redo this, because that's what we do today now. We, we make four or five iterations of the same fucking movie. And then, uh, or they're going to just do a prequel to this? Yeah, but do you
2: think this this movie had enough? I mean, it did all right in the box office. It did ninety mil. That's that's a lot for horror. But it was also eleven years ago, man. It came out. Like, you think this movie had enough of an impact
1: that they'll they'll redo it? Uh, At some point, someone will. Marco, they're remaking the Grudge. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but the Grudge is big. The Grudge made a lot of money. Did it? 90 million.
2: Grudge, I'm pretty sure The Grudge made a
1: lot more money than that.
2: I think The Grudge was like, like that came along with the ring and shit.
1: Oh, you're right. It was at that. Uh, well, it had whats her name too? 2 friggin' Buffy there. So maybe, you think if there was a bigger star for for Christine, do you think it would have, like, done better in the box office? Or do you think it would have done equal?
0: I don't uh, know. We'd have, to, we'd have to take a look at, like, 2009 and where horror was. Horror was, like, kind of on the decline, you know? Wasn't really much going ah, on, man. Wasn't that the,
2: the Ring, or am I, Am I like, late? I'm old, so that, that was that 2004 or something? Yeah,
0: was yeah, that, that, was,
1: yeah that was early 2000s, because uh, The Ring was in, what, that was in the first scary movie, right? Or the... Yeah, so. oh yeah, definitely, yeah. The Ring, so that the was, ring like, was
0: already a remake of a Japanese film called Ringu. Right,
2: oh. no, I know that, but it did yeah. really well
0: here. Yeah, yes, then so they did the an American version, and then they did this and that, and... I mean, I I feel like yeah, at some point we might see a remake of this. It's possible. I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, the guys the guys redid uh, Evil Dead,
2: and I mean, I I like the new. But movie. Evil Dead has like a massive cult following. Like, I've yeah. never heard a lot of people bring up like bring Drag Me to Hell, but Evil Dead has been brought up to me in horror conversations a million times. Drag you Me know? to Hell.
0: Drag Me to Hell is a new age underground cult classic. It, it is. It, I mean, it is one of those horror movies where like. People, it's it's still underground, and that's fine. Yeah. Pl- plus, all the right, Evil so the- Dead
1: franchise had a, you know it had a franchise too. You had the you had the, you know, Within the Woods, which was a little short that they kind of made to to get the money for the first Evil Dead. Then they made the dark comedy, I guess, Evil Dead Two, then Army of Darkness, and then obviously the like Ash for Evil Dead and all the comics. And so there was a little bit more of a following. You're right, like out of the gate to begin with. Yeah, this one was kind of like a one-off. I well, think this I'm, is- I'm
2: gonna—I'm I'm just letting you know. I just looked it up. The Grudge actually only earned twenty-one point eight million. I thought uh, it earned more.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? What? was the budget? Uh, that I don't know. Does it even that... say? Hold on. I'm just on the wiki. Uh, Usually, they'll give you both right uh, there. Okay. Though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misread it. The film generated thirty-nine point one in its first weekend. Then ticket sales declined. Oh, 28. I'm sorry. The total was 180. I, I misread it. This is my apologies. It actually did 187 million. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what year was, what I was, was that? I thought it was the total, but it was just that was the second week.
0: 21.8.
2: And what year was that, Marco? Uh, give me one second. I'm grabbing a beer. So if you got something else to talk about for a second. Uh, go ahead. Go. So, <laughs> it,
0: it, speaking of the grudge... Um, I don't know if you guys already mentioned this. You guys know Sam Raimi's producing, right? No. What,
1: the new, the new grudge? Yes. Oh, I did that's not awesome. know that. So that's a I coincidence? Know that, that
0: actually ties into the podcast, which is great. Yeah, it's it's uh, Sam Raimi. No
2: shit. And real quick, real quick before we get deeper, I know we'll talk about that more, but it came out in 04, Doug, to answer your question. 04. 04, okay. 04, yeah. But yeah. that's it's, awesome, though. Like, yeah. Anything Sam
0: Raimi touches, I think I like. It's going to be Sam Raimi, um, so there might be a little bit of hope yet. Uh, my girl Betty Gilpin, who is a smoke show. She's in that um, The Girls of Wrestling on Netflix. She's uh, she's the oh hot glow. Man. Yeah, she's in, she's in Glow oh, Man.
2: I, I love that show. You ever watch that show?
0: Oh, I fucking love that show. Yeah, she's my lead girl. Oh, really? Girl. She's my lead, awesome. the lead. The lead blonde and Glow, um, Betty Gilpin. Yeah. Oh, she's smoke show. Yeah, she's she's going to be in it. And then uh, our girl Lynn Shay from. Um, the the uh, whole series. Wow, I can't. I'm forgetting the series. Um, they did four movies. Lin Shea, You guys know who I'm talking about. Um, I don't. My God, I can't believe I'm I'm drawing a blank in this because I love this series and a lot of people don't love it. Was
1: but- it was it a Netflix series or? A- no,
0: no, no. Lin- Dude, Lin Shea, I mean, she's I obviously can't show you right now, but she's been in. Uh, hold on, give me a second here. Insidious, she's the she's the psychic medium in the Insidious chapters. Oh, uh, Magda from yeah, uh, yeah, Magda that, yeah, from a, uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. something about Mary. Something about Mary. So she's going to be and she's too.
2: kingpin. She's like, with the tongue. Yeah, oh.
0: lynchay, Lin- 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 yeah. okay. lynchay. So she's <laughs> in. The, name, it's huh? funny. She's in the she's in the decline of um, like life. I mean, she she's seventy six years old, and yeah. they oh, yeah. they. They did a lot of the Insidious movies as, as fast as they could because they really, I mean, she drew in the crowds with her performance and her, um, you, you know, in her part in the movies. So they wanted to keep busting them out with her whilst they still could. And here she is in 2020, and she's already in the, I mean, she's just crushing it, you know, in her career and the later half of her life. It's awesome. Yeah, she, she killed it in the 90s, though, too. Did she?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, man. That's when she was on, like, King... Like, I already mentioned Kingpin, and there's always something about Mary. And she was in other shit, like, but she had, like, these bit parts where, like, she was uh, super fucking hilarious in the movies.
1: Uh, yeah, it's like, you know how we were saying earlier how, like, certain uh, directors and writers kind of cast the same people? I think those are both Farley Brothers movies, right? Kingpin and uh, something about Mary?
2: Yeah, Farrelly Brothers, yeah, absolutely. Farley. Yeah. Farrelly, so, yeah, will, you, yeah. will you stop unwrapping candy? That's not me. Yeah, that's okay. not me either. I think honestly, I just pick up from the headphones and stuff. Yeah, like doing live, it sounds different to me. It sounds good though. I can hear everybody. Like, oh perfect. yeah, it's clear. It's, it's clear. very clear. But, but I think, I think, I think it has sounds. Like, I think if you're moving a bit, it'll have a sound just because you're moving. Like, you we're always. I think all of us are always getting up. I bet you, Doug, is taking three pisses throughout this. Uh, podcast. No,
1: nope. I got one beer and I'm uh cameling it right now. I do have to pee though. So, oh, I took well, one. I, I took
0: one already. Hey, I think we should uh, I think we should wrap this up. We've been on on air for a while. Um, we've had a couple of listeners join us live tonight. We want to thank everyone who's listened in. Um, I, we got a lot of awesome things coming up. Hopefully everything sticks, but we've got some great rock and metal interviews coming up. Uh, we should be interviewing uh, guitarist Jim Dofka at some point in the next couple months, has a major announcement, new record coming out. Uh, somehow got a hold of the legendary bassist Rudy Sarzo. Um, and Rudy told me to reach out to him in late February. So we're going to try to get Rudy Sarzo on the podcast. Uh, if you don't know who he is, uh, just legendary with the band quiet, Riot Since the beginning, uh, friends with Randy Rhodes, uh, played on a couple of Ozzy's live records, Dio. Um, he was in Dio disciples. Um, and he's just done so much throughout his career. So that would be massive for us. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're, th- those are the two things we're going to try to concentrate on for interviews coming up in the next two months. Um, other than that, the guys are headed to a cruise in how many days? Like uh, three.
2: Uh, yeah. Like Vacation times at three, but the, the cruise is on actually the 7th. We're recording on the 1st. So uh, January 7th is the cruise. Um, man, I'm hoping we can uh, do some things. I think uh, me and Doug, uh, we're going to be on the cruise together, so we're going to... Try to figure innovative ways to really, like, uh, make a couple videos, maybe do some shit. Dude, we got You know, honestly, I'm going to try to set up, if I can, and I run into people. I mean, on the boat, you run into the bands constantly because there's no backstage. I'm going to try to set up a few interviews while I'm on the boat, talk to people, uh, maybe try to get something, even if it's, like, five minutes of their time, and just do, like, a quick little couple questions or something. Uh, Me and Doug are going to, you know, convene and talk about this. We have three
0: days, you know. Awesome, That's going to be awesome, guys. And look, reflecting back in 2019, we had over 1.3K downloads from Podbean. Uh, Very successful first year for us. We're in several countries um, outside of North America, which is awesome. Um, More than what we expected. I mean, it's just three friends that get together and shoot the shit about horror that we're watching and talking, you know, metal. And uh, so it's more than what we could ask for. It's starting to pick up. This year, I think for all of us, we're going to try to concentrate, maybe get some merchandise out there, some stickers, um, some cool other things, maybe a t-shirt or something and everything will uh, benefit and support the podcast and our, um, addiction to craft beer. So, I mean, it's all going to go right back into the podcast. So it would be, it's going to be very cool to see what we can accomplish this year. Again, a couple of cool interviews, hopefully are going to land and, um, you know, continue in this year. And, uh, more to come from the guys. All right? Sound good? Yeah, Sounds man. Gross. Let's get that
2: YouTube presence up. That's a, that, I think it's time for YouTube. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, too. We'll, we'll have to figure yeah. that out a little more. Um, and and that, uh, So I have some segments play, you know, that I'm uh, thinking about, but we will talk about that in person. I want to get some ideas out there, but I think YouTube's going to be a thing for us this year. Marco, I think it's going to start do, with me and Doug on this if, cruise.
0: If we do YouTube, that means you guys are going to have to start wearing pants when we actually podcast. No yeah, YouTube done. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. All right. All right. On that note, uh, obviously, we want to thank our one sponsor right now, Dark Candles. We're going to try to work on some other things this year. Um, our boy, Keith McCoy in Ireland, who does a phenomenal That's job it. with our intro. We've gotten a lot of compliments from people on the intro that we have. So thank you again, brother, out there, Slancha. And um, yeah, I'm Kev. Marco. And Doug. Thanks for joining us on episode one, season two, Vintage Burn. See ya. Don't we'll run with this. See seasons. you next
2: time, burn.